Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. The amazing Mary Holm is with me in the Auckland studio. Hello there. Hello, Jesse. You got scams on you. You had that interview I did the other day where yes. people were getting ripped off by romantic scams. Yeah, I, that's sad, isn't it? It's really, it, it's extra sad. I think. I mean, it adds a whole other element to it. Because losing someone, your money is one thing, but having your heart yeah, broken at the same yeah. time and being made to look stupid. Right? Yes. Yeah. The whole thing's just hideous. Mm. But meanwhile, I don't know. Did you get a chance to have a look at? An email I sent you probably not. It was just about an hour ago. Um, it's huh. it's a it's a doozy of a scam that a friend of mine no. just received. I can just tell you. We probably don't want to read the whole thing out because it's quite long. But I yeah. can tell you the gist. Yes, of please. It. Are you sure you sent that to me, Mary? Yeah, I okay. think so. Anyway, anyway, um, the first sentence is: <laughs> I am well aware that. XXX is one of your passwords, and, it, and in fact, it was one of my friend's passwords, one that she uses ah. on some websites, yeah. on several websites. Yeah. So then this person goes on to say that he, I'm assuming it's a he, I don't know why, but I just am, um, placed some software. Oh, it says, I actually placed a software on the X Video Clips porno website, <laughs> and there's more. You visited the site to have fun, you know what I mean. And then he goes on to say that he has set up, he used some technology to um, film my friend watching this porn and film the porn itself. And at the same time, his software gathered every one of your contacts from your messenger, social networks and email accounts. Next, I made a double video, which shows, so on half of the screen, it shows my friend watching this website and the other half shows what she was watching. Now, fortunately, my friend doesn't watch porn and so she's okay about it, although she's not entirely okay about it because he got her password and she doesn't know how that happened. But you can imagine if you did watch porn because then he goes on to say that he's going to send this video of her and what she's watching to all her contacts Um, in batches of 12. And what she can do to stop that is to send him $3,000. He says, let's name it as a donation. And then I most certainly will right away eliminate your video. And he goes on to tell her how she needs to pay by Bitcoin and how to go about doing that. And he also says, if you've been making plans for going to the authorities... Uh, you, I cannot be traced. He's he's assuring my friend he can't be traced. Um, and so you'd better just get on and pay or for, I'll give you one day to pay. And if you don't, then I'm going to be sending your video out to 12 contacts and then 12 more contacts and then 12 more contacts. He says if you're in an intimate relationship, I wonder how that'll be affected. Um, it's, it's pretty horrible. I mean, yes. if you had happened to be watching some kind of porn, and, and from what you hear, a lot of people do. Um, you could get, I mean, one of the key points about all of this is if you did send $3,000 to this person, they're promising you they're going to then eliminate the video. Well, 
uh-uh, they're going to keep on milking that cow, aren't they? Why, why ever would they not? Mm. They've got your contact list. They're going to keep on asking for more and more money. I mean, fair um, play to them. It's a great scam. Yeah, it is. It's it's um, and and you know how how they got the password. I suppose. I mean, that's not that astonishing. I suppose. No, what happens? I think is they. They managed to break into a, a site with very low security, oh. uh, and then at, or or one with high security. I mean, I mean there are examples of um, really well known uh, sites getting hacked around the world, yes. but then they just assume that probably correctly that whatever I used on that site, I'm probably going to use in about fifty places yeah. as well. Yeah. well and, and I got one from Air New Zealand actually, um, maybe a few months ago, saying that. What did it say? That a site, I don't know how they knew. Anyway, they hadn't been compromised, but they'd found out about another site being compromised, and for yeah. some reason they were alerting their customers that if you belong to this site, then you should you know, change oh, your really? password on our site. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, the whole, I mean, I've got a much better quality password for my bank than I have for, some of the, you know, you're just going on to buy something online or something, and yeah. and, and I use, I'm pretty casual about my yeah. password there, and yeah. I think a lot of us probably are, yeah. and use much the same one and a whole lot of different places, uh-huh. and and this one, my friends, is one of those sort of passwords that she's that she's that this chap's named. Um, so anyway, I mean, she she's got a, a friend who knows a lot about computers, and he's sort of looking at it, I'm going to suggest she also reports it to Scamwatch, mm. which is, um, so if any listeners have got, if you get something like this, go um, look up Scamwatch, which is run by the Ministry of Business Innovation and Employment. Um, they ask you to report scams. They are, they give you help in identifying if it is a scam. They give you help if you've been scammed. There's a whole lot on that website. And it's a good idea to... To point out to them, I think they probably like to know what ones are going around, you know. Yeah, um, great. But yeah, and, and beyond that, though, there's there's you know some classic stuff. We have talked about this before, but it's been the last time I did talk to you a lot about it was in 2015. Mm. I found when I looked back on the files, mm. which surprised me. Um, I mean, speaking of being surprised, um, one a UK study recently found that. The more financially sophisticated a person is, the more likely they are to be victimised, which really surprised me. Wow. But it says, since fraudsters prey on investors' overconfidence, which is really interesting, uh-huh. isn't it? Because um, I would have thought it'd be the opposite. But, I guess if you're engaged um, financially, if you're looking for yeah. looking for your money to make you money, then you'll be more maybe open-minded yes, or alert or, to this sort of or, or something. It, it goes on to say that research that the older, wealthier, risk-taking men are the most likely to be the targets of share fraud. So they're the ones that are probably investing in shares mm. in the market. And and women were more likely to be affected by what they call recovery fraud, which is when you've been the victim of a fraud and then people come to you and say, we're going to help you get your money back. Mm-hmm. And oh, I mean, that's another thing that's just so horrible, isn't it? Um, um, and people... Put good money after bad. Really? Yeah, get told if you spend $100, we'll help you get that 10000 back. I don't think I asked um, the guy from NetSafe when I did the interview about romance scams, whether men or women are more likely to fall for them. No. no. 
don't don't know. I do no, remember I don't know re- hearing or reading a while ago about a man in his eighties, I think, who did you hear about that? Who I think he was in New Zealand, is in New Zealand, and he has f- so apparently fallen in love with a lovely younger woman from the other side of the world and is sending her money and his children are not happy about this and but he won't listen to them and you know you could say oh the kids just don't want the inheritance to be blown but I you know let's give them some credit it's probably not just that <laughs> they can see see dad falling in yeah. love uh, presumably he's widowed or, or divorced yeah. and and um yeah, fall so in love with some Russian bot yes or, yeah, <laughs> yes yeah it, it's it's um it, there was a fantastic movie in the film festival a few years ago called Catfish. Have you ever heard of that? I've, Where, I've heard the um, term catfishing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this guy in New York, he was he'd fallen in love online with a woman in I think Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he um, decided to go with his brother, get in the car, and drive to see her. And she looked very different. She was mu- she was much older, but it, but it was a very interesting story because she was actually she was poor. She was married. She had some children who were had mental health problems. Um, she was living a sad life, and he got to know her and befriended her anyway, but in a whole different way from. Oh, what he cool. originally thought. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, so it was so it was an interesting movie, but but yes, the um, I don't know a lot about the romance um, cons, but I mean the obvious message there really is if you're on a dating website to stick with a New Zealand one, mm-hmm. and preferably um, you know talk to people who live fairly near you, so you can just get to meet them and and purse them fairly fast. Right, there are plenty of people listening who have fallen in love in some, you know, far off land and made it work. They have. They might not want to rule out the rest of the world, Mary. Well, no, you're quite right. Yes, we've all heard stories of friends of friends who have, you know. Just hard to tell tell whether they're legit or not, I suppose. Yeah, Mm. if you can't meet them, it's it's tricky. Okay. But just getting into into warning signs in general of Mm. scams, um... Some obvious ones are like you, the return is expected to be higher than if someone's telling you the return's higher than maybe ten percent a year, that's too high. You know, people think, oh, that's not all that high, but it, but it is. You can't keep on getting more than ten percent a year. Um, pressure to commit quickly, that's isn't always a scam. It might just be someone selling you something and charging you way too much for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and real estate agents do it, and and car salespeople do it, and all of that, where they say the price is better today than it'll be tomorrow, mm. or we're running out of, and you know, you get it all the time. And I just say to people, just never ever be pressured to to sell something it, I mean to buy something You've, they know that if you go away and cool down and think about yeah. it you're more likely to change your mind yes. right? yeah exactly and that's why they give you all kinds of incentives to stick with it but you know it's it's really rare that if you walk away that you find yourself you know six months later wishing you hadn't walked away it's far mm. more common the opposite yeah, that it? you find yourself wishing you had walked away it's it's yeah and another one that I've you know noticed over the years is a stranger approaches you we never and a stranger approaches you by phone by email in the mall whatever um, and says I've got a deal for you so you're not initiating it they are uh, why are they doing that um you know, 
never it, it never ends up being good, I don't think. Free or nearly free seminars um, are a way to get you through the door and then they start giving you the sales pitch and you know, you've always you always gotta be asking why people are doing these sort of things for you. Um, the black box that you don't fully understand. What's the black that, box? Well, there's there was a share one I went to a few years back now where they sold you, a, it wasn't literally a black box, but it was some kind of thing you put on your computer that would come up daily with, or weekly or whatever with suggestions of what shares to buy. And they had all this so-called evidence that the people who'd done this in the past had done really well, and they even had some people along there telling you how well they'd done, who was actually the brother-in-law of the guy running the show, supposedly, I mean, probably. Mm. Um, who, who knows? Um, but... Be if, if if you don't understand where the where the returns are coming from, how they work, uh, stay away. It's mm. it's not good. Um, you've won a prize and you didn't enter. That's old now, but I, I suspect it still happens. It used to come in the snail mail. I don't know whether you remember that. Where yeah, I get I get yeah. that sort of thing in my spam from time to time. Um, yes, I'm just going to see if there's any in there now as you chat to see. Yeah, yeah. no, there, there there probably is. Uh, and another one to really watch out for is when people say keep the investment opportunity private or secret. That's a sign they don't want you checking with uh, friends or other people you might want to check it with. They say, no, 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 it's got to be kept secret. Uh, that's that's a, a technique that's used. I've also got a list of what I call false friends. So things, signs that you think, oh, it'll be okay because of whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, the most obvious one of those is is testimonials. But we all know that. We all know that when you get something online or in writing or whatever that says, I think this is the best thing that's ever happened to me, signed Bill Bloggs, butcher of Papatoto, you know, um, that they're probably not real people. And that's pretty obvious. Similarly, being in reputable publications or reputable TV or radio stations, um, they don't check the the credentials of the people that are advertising. Right, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see people say, oh, look, I saw an ad in the Herald or or the Dom Post or something, and they're good, solid publications. They wouldn't run a scamster's ad. Well, I'm sure they wouldn't knowingly, but they... They don't um, have the resources to check out everybody who wants to advertise. And mm. they, you know, that would be huge, take huge resources to check everything out to to be satisfied it was all good stuff. And so, and we're talking here not only about out and out scamsters, but people that are just um, sucking you in to go and do a course on how to invest or something like that with them and charging a high price for it. And so that's not a scam as such, but it's a rip-off, shall we say. Yeah. Um, People saying that something is approved by a government agency or Consumer New Zealand or somebody like that, they don't, neither government agencies nor Consumer New Zealand, um, give an approval to something that looks like um, an investment scam. Um, (laughs) Watch out for that. Um, Another one that's quite clever is they say to you, now we want you to, don't, you know, I suggest you check with your lawyer or your accountant that this scheme is is okay. And what they're hoping, of course, is that by saying that, you'll think, 
oh, uh, if they said that, it must be on the up and up. It must be fine because otherwise they wouldn't be recommending that I check it with my lawyer or my accountant. And you don't want to go and see your lawyer or your accountant because they'll charge you fees to do it, so you just don't bother. And um, watch out for that. I suggest you really should bother. But probably you should just walk away from the thing anyway. Can I jump in? Um, We're getting lots yes, and lots of emails yes, through. Yes, good. Um, lots of people who got that same email that you read at the top of the uh, yes. of the piece. Oh. Incidentally, that scam was um, based on a plot from the TV show Black Mirror. Oh, really? Yeah, season oh. episode one of Black Mirror. Um, and they believe the passwords they got is from a hack a few years ago, probably LinkedIn. Oh, uh, yes. Someone oh, says... Not good. Some, someone says you need to advise your friend to stop using that password altogether. She's probably right on top of that. Yeah, I think so. Kia says, please encourage listeners to use password managers such as Dashlane. It's great. I've used it for years. Apparently yes. that internet scam was mentioned on 9 to noon earlier this week. The bit about the password is true, but everything else is made up. But they are trying to frighten you. Um, so oh, just really? change your password. Yeah. And um, one with a question for you. Uh, someone says if you're meeting someone overseas romantically, use FaceTime. I don't know how FaceTime works, but I think it's got a bit more sort of um, a bit easy to track them down. Anyway, someone in Picton asks, we've had a scam, but they only wanted a thousand bucks. Why so low? And oh. I guess the answer is that they're sort of fishing to see if they can see if you're the first sort of person who'll go yes. along with it, right? And then the next amount might be higher. Mm. Um, and it might be quite clever that they might think, well, if they're asking for 10000 you're going to balk it. If it's 1000 you might think, oh, this is all too complicated and I just want it to go away and I've got no idea what they... Mm. But, they're, but they're quite clever at, at the psychology of it all. Now, that's all good advice. That's a bit embarrassing. It was already on 9 to noon. You and I are both too busy working to... Yeah, I guess to, so. ...to listen to that. I guess but, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's worth um, spreading and uh, letting as many people as possible well, know. True, so true, lots of people true, appreciate yes, that, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so getting back, you know, that's all interesting stuff. And some good suggestions, that password management stuff. I mm. know I've heard and haven't got round to doing it. No, it's kind too. of something we probably should look, Dash line. look into. Yes, yeah. Um, another one that I think I have talked about this before on this show, but guaranteeing rental income. So if you're looking to buy let's say, a unit or a, a, an apartment in an apartment building, perhaps to rent it out, the um, people promoting it, and it's a new building, let's say, the people promoting it say, now, Jesse, if you buy this apartment, we reckon you'll get X thousand dollars a month rent for it. And what's more, we'll guarantee you get that. So if the tenants don't pay quite that much, we'll guarantee it. And you think, oh, wow, this sounds great. And the apartment's quite expensive, but that's high rent, and so this must be a good investment. Mm. And they guarantee it for three years, and, and, and so you get the guaranteed amount. But then after three years, the guarantee's over, and suddenly you're, you find that, it, in fact, it's only renting for about half what the guarantee was. And that's all that it was actually ever worth. In, in, in other words, the promoters have made you think it's a much better investment than it is, and so you've paid much more than you should have for it. And so they've made a huge profit up front by you overpaying, and they've used a little bit of that to supplement your rent, rent going through. But um, So be really wary about any guarantees. I mean, other guarantees, obviously quite often the company's not even there, or if it is, it says you didn't 
uh, follow the rules strictly and so we're not going to um, pay up. Yeah. Oh, now, um, creating websites and fake government authorities. I came across this recently. In fact, I was going to put it in, in the book I'm writing and my son said, Mum, don't put it in the book. It, it's a fake government website that looks like it's, it says it's the UK, let's just say it's the UK financial um, lookout company, uh, agency or something, a financial agency or something like that. It's, it's got a credible sounding name. And when you go on it, it really looks like a legitimate website. And so these fraudsters who've got their own website have also created this whole other website that with, with a so-called government agency on it that says that they're on some kind of approved list. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, so they've gone to a hell of a lot of trouble. Uh-huh. And, and on their own website it says, you know, we are approved by the such and such agency. And you go to their website and sure enough they are. Uh, but my son said, no, don't um, tell people what that website is because... If they're crooks that have done that, God knows what else they might be doing, you know, and getting into your, you know, whatever. Then they don't mess with them, he said. Don't mess with them, Mum. There's yeah. a, there's <clears> a, I looked up online, I was stupid enough to look up online to how to um, make my MacBook go a bit faster and uh, there was a piece of software recommended. Yeah. And then I looked all around for to find out if it was a good piece of software and they created all these sites and all these endorsements all over the internet. So really? you actually have to look and look and look before you finally find out the truth, which is that it's malware that actually ruins your computer. Oh so they go to goodness. extreme lengths. Yes. I'm just trying to find the name of it, but yeah. I can't anymore. And then once you get it on, you can't get it off. <gasps> They're probably ever so proud of having done all of that. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. It, it's... It's scary what what goes on out there now, and I mean, I re- I really do recommend to people, <clears throat> excuse me, that you just Google the name of the company or the whatever you're thinking of buying that you're a little bit worried about, yeah. and the word scam or and the word fraud or, uh-huh. and the word review, and see what comes up. And if you get good positive stuff that doesn't necessarily mean it's good because as you say the whole thing could be the every you know the people recommending it could be fraudulent but if you see the opposite and you often do where you get people saying no this is a ripoff um then you've been warned mm. so it's it's kind of don't be comforted by good stuff you see but do be warned by bad stuff you see. Yeah, okay. Is, is what goes on there. We've got yeah. around two minutes, Mary. What would you like to? Okay. The the if I had to give give one piece of advice above all else, it's it's don't get into any kind of investment where you don't understand how they generated the return. You know, I mean, with with property, we know it's they it'll give give you rent and hopefully capital gain. With shares, it'll give you dividends and mm-hmm. hopefully capital to gain. And and with bonds, you'll get interest. Um, if you if they're t- telling you, oh look, it's too complicated, but you know, ten percent, twelve percent, hundred percent, whatever they're telling you out the other end. If you can't see where the returns are coming from, don't go into it. Okay. Thank you. Pleasure. Mary Holm, first personal finance expert on scams. MacKeeper was the name of the software I was talking about. And I'm just, before mm. I slag it off completely, 
I'll read the Wikipedia um, description, which is it's received mixed reviews. It's been accused of not performing as advertised and being difficult to fully uninstall. And it's heavily promoted through aggressive advertising and affiliate marketing. I think that's probably, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad enough. 